Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2Mnet.com presentation. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of your podcast needs, as well as review articles from everything from movies, sports, wrestling, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? We are back once again with another live episode of MMA to the Max. This is episode number 37, where we review 37. Poirier and versus Gaethje from last night. Jesus, what a great card. I am your host, as always, Robert Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe. How you doing this week, Joe? I'm doing well, man. It's been a good week. Uh, enjoyed a great day slash evening of fights last night, man. The, that card did not disappoint once again. The fight night cards proving why you can't miss them. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's always the fight night cards that are the best cards. Um, we've said that before on the show. Uh, the, the only difference between what we said on the show and what actually happened last night was this was a really hyped event. Yeah, absolutely was a really hyped event because, well, you look at it on paper, Dustin Poirier versus du- Justin Gaethje. <laughs> Dustin versus Justin. <laughs> on paper was going to be a barn burner. You just looked at it. Okay. The way these guys go, the, the, the striking ability, skill setup and combinations that you're going to get from a guy like Dustin Poirier versus the grit, the determination and the always moving forward, the power of, uh, Justin Gaethje on paper. It, it should have been a phenomenal fight. Did it live up to the hype? I think it did. And real quick, just to let you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not, not paying attention i'm just using the phone <laughs> to share the the video around right. to make sure people are uh paying attention to our dumbass selves but yep. uh i mean at least maybe a few of you will i don't know anyways let's get right down to business real quick let's do it mr hudson mr riverside joe yes sir it's a new week it's a new drink what are you drinking this week i am enjoying some elysium brewing space dust ipa here Ooh. Right there, you see that everybody? It's a delicious IPA. It's very, it's big. It, it's not big as in it's only a eight point two, which is fairly large, but it's got a lot of flavor to it. It's an easy beer. It's not a session beer. It's a, you want to taste some good hops blended well. 
go for it, man. It's delicious IPA. How what about if, you? What if they don't want to taste good hops? Then don't drink this beer. <laughs> I don't know. Drink Budweiser or something if you don't want to taste your beer. That's true. That's yeah. For no kidding, right? Uh, yeah, funny story about that. Uh, I, I talk <laughs> at my job. I talked to a Budweiser rep, and she's like, "Oh, have you tried the uh, the new Budweiser Orange?" I'm like, "Does it taste like Budweiser?" She's like, "Well, kind of." Like, then no. <laughs> then, no, I haven't. Nor do I want to. Yeah. Nor will I. I have no interest in doing so. Yeah. Um, my beer of the week is in. Let's see if I can say this right. This is from Tijuana. Uh, Tijuana. I'm I'm assuming it's Insurgente. Uh, the Exocovisa ah, Mocha Stout. It's a stout brewed with cocoa, coffee, peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. For anybody that's seen, if you've uh, ever had this, it's actually really good. Uh, very smooth. Um, it's actually one of the better stouts I've had. So, How's the nutmeg? Is it tied <laughs> in real nicely? Very, very, very uh, festive. Festive. Yeah. It's, it's a, a festive, summery kind of stout. It's delicious, and I like it a it lot. Has a, it has a little bit of a, an eggnog feel to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually something gone, i would not something i would not mind uh trying is it i'm sure it comes out during christmas time somebody's got to make it but an eggnog stout that would yeah that sounds mildly delicious to me yeah that does sound like it could have some good flavor to it it's not a bad idea it's it's, it's not a bad idea literally the only time i go to starbucks is during christmas time for their eggnog uh lattes and, and drinks and all that stuff so yeah, I guess I got an issue with eggnog. I don't know. You got a lot of issues, but at least that one is not going to kill you. One issue Sparky. I don't have, though, is the shirt that I sport. I believe uh, it's the same shirt you're uh, sporting. It is. It's a really cool shirt, man. I don't know where you got it from, but I, I bet a lot of our fans out there are going to want to take a take a gander at these lovely uh, pieces of <laughs> male apparel, all, uh, a male blouse or T-shirt. All, all four of you. Oh, one of them right now. What's up? Uh, we got Marcy Franklin in the house. Yes. Hello, Marcy. We will answer that question for you. Um, I know it's a lot of topic. We'll do our normal recap, and we'll, that's a good question. We'll get to it for sure. But, uh, yeah, real quick, man. Hey, let's just dive right into it. Uh, we got our beer talk out of the way and everything. <sighs> the main event last night of uh, UFC on Fox, I mean, like we talked about at the top of the show, man, just a great card from top to bottom. I don't think I was. I think the the worst fight on the card was Okami versus Lima. Even that was mildly entertaining. That was still fun because I don't know, man. I I was an idiot. Dude. I picked Lima, and in hindsight, that was probably the yeah the dumbest thing I ever did. I'm like, Lima's really well rounded. Yeah, but it was Diego, not wrestle. Doug. It was Diego, not Doug. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's like he's a good striker. He's well rounded. He's got pretty decent heavy hands. Okami's a little bit, you know. Battle worn. Uh, I think he can beat him. And then I, then after the fight started, I go, oh yeah, Lima's kryptonite is wrestling. Okami's what? A wrestler. His kryptonite is also fighting in the UFC. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know what it is about that point. dude, man. That's he a was a beast point, before the UFC. Uh, he he beasted his way through the Ultimate Fighter to the finale, twice, time. twice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just can't put it together when it comes to being on stage on the uh, on on the big show. Uh, no, but what, what can you do, really? Um, yeah, yeah. But let's let's talk about the, the the main course here. Let's start with the main course. That or mm-hmm. I should the, the, the you know we'll get to the appetizers. But main event, Dustin Poirier survives hellacious leg kicks that he's gonna feel for weeks oh, to yeah. get the TKO in the fourth round over Justin Gaethje, who has now dropped 
two in a row. Two in a row. His first two fights, both by TKO. And uh, before we talk about how amazing the fight was, what are your thoughts on Gaethje? Just not like a Division One All American wrestler gets rocked constantly and just refuses to even try to tie up, clinch, shoot for a takedown, grab legs, anything. Yeah, I think that's a uh, it's um, a, a fight IQ flaw. I guess it's just like he's a guy that's gonna stand and bang. I'm gonna stand and bang, and he's been rocked so many times and stood and taken shots and you know shelled up and come back and boom hurt the other guy and go back and forth that's what he's done his entire career in the WSOF he fought some decent guys Patricky Pitbull brothers he fought both of them I think um, I can't think of all the guys he fought but he's fought a handful of good guys but he's he's messing around with the top 5 in the UFC's lightweight division by far probably the most stacked division in all of mixed martial arts you go to Bellator, you go to WS or, or Professional Fighting League, UFC. That's probably the most stacked. And it's a different thing when you're getting rocked by the guys with the kind of accuracy and power like a Dustin Poirier. Also, I noticed what Poirier did is I think he took a page from Eddie Alvarez and he worked the body real heavy. Not as much as, um, as Alvarez did, but he was sh- throwing some good, powerful hooks, just really sitting down and just turning them over real nice and put a lot of lot of work on that body and i think that is that's the way you get to gaichi because then he, his guard goes from here and he starts shelling down to protect the body open yep. for that uppercut open for that hook good fight man yeah it was a great fight and uh for the longest time it was just it was going exactly like i thought uh i i knew Poirier was going to tag him in the head that just it's what happens um yeah. but i knew gaichi was going to chop those legs down and Mm-hmm. I, I I gotta be honest. I mean, Dustin was a, was on his way. Yeah, he wasn't gonna take very much more of those. He was gonna get. He was gonna drop. But yep. he got the finish before that even came to fruition. So, congrats to him. After the fight, calls out Habib. I think that was the right call. Of course. I mean, who else is there right now? Tony's injured. Mm-hmm. Connor's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I way back. Lee and Barbosa are yeah. fighting. Already, they're already scheduled yep. to fight. Depending on how long it takes for Poirier's leg to heal, uh, yeah, I'm, I think he might have to wait though for Ramadan. And by then, I think Tony might be back. And I still believe you book that fight as many times as it takes. Oh, you book that fight a million times. But yeah, if Ramadan's out, maybe, maybe we're gonna go, go back to Dan and Dan's. But look, man, you were the number one contender. You, you were out for a little while. We've got another number one contender in Dustin Poirier. Um, square off. Winner gets winner gets Khabib. It's Ramadan. We know he's not fighting. So you want a shot? You've got to do it again, which is very likely. That that doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. And that would be a fun fight. Though I would take Tony to win that fight. Over 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 the Poirier. Champ. Oh, okay. okay over so, Poirier. Okay. Or the champ. Or the champ. I've been on the fence. I've been calling. Look, dude, we're not going to get into this too much. I've been on Team Ferguson since the get-go. I know a couple of episodes ago, I was like, oh, I, I'm kind of fence-walking now. I get Khabib, I'm kind of leaning, but I'm still Team Tony. But that's that's another conversation for the next Christmas to get pulled out from underneath <laughs> of us. Right. Yeah, wow. we'll see what happens. Um, I, I still think we need Poirier uh, Alvarez to run it back. So that's yeah. a fight I'm looking forward to. Um, I, I think yeah, he, that's especially, a good one. Especially since now they, there's a story. You, you know, yeah. you had the no, you had the no contest um, mm-hmm. from the previous fight, and then they're the first two and only two people to beat Justin Gaethje at this time. Yeah. So I, I think there's a story. You, you, you book that fight again. You, you run it back, see what happens. 
Yeah, um, that's a good one to run back. I wouldn't have mind seeing that Poirier versus Alvarez too, but uh, then he got Gaethje. Alvarez got Gaethje, and now that was a good fight. And I, yeah, I like that. I like that, Sean like Shelby. <laughs> uh, in the co-main event, Alex Oliveira, cowboy, the other cowboy, steps in on short notice after Matt Brown uh, got injured, which absolutely sucks. Second time that this fight got robbed from us. Yeah. Um, and honestly, does exactly what I thought he would do, uh, and that's take down and submit Carlos Condit, who just he just shouldn't be fighting anymore. I mean, he you can tell that he just is not into it. Yeah, I don't like to tell people to retire. I don't like to do that. I'm not telling him to retire, but he should be able to beat Charles Oliveira every time. The old the old natural born killer would not get submitted like that. He's just not the same fighter. Things have changed for him a little bit. So I I had uh I think second round TKO. I thought he would end up getting top position somewhere or something happened and he was going to ground him out. Not KO him, but ground him out a little bit. That obviously didn't happen, but um, yeah, Carlos, man, it's been a great run, dude. Love you, love your career, but um, I think it's time to hang up the gloves. Yeah, and he's, he's got a successful business outside of fighting, so this is really just a second source of income for him anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Anthony says something to- his heart isn't really at the UFC since he's had two belts robbed from him. Um, that's a possibility. That's why he kind of retired after the Maya fight last time. He just he said the same thing. He didn't quite have his gut there, and and he was like, eh. "Yeah, I could, I, I, I could definitely see that. I can, I can, I'm on board with that. That's a good idea. That's a good point. So I can yeah. see that. I think he still loves fighting. I think fighting is in him. But does he? He's not going to be a perennial contender. He's not even going to be a gatekeeper at this point. He's just going to be. If they want to put him against top 10 to 15 guys, he can make those fights fun and, and be someone the top 10 to 15 get to play with on their way up. But, um, yeah, he retired for a short period and then came back for the um, the fight against the Gazelle there. Uh, and he and he, he looked apprehensive in pulling the trigger in that fight. And that's why I was worried what would happen with a guy like Oliveira who will get in your face and bang with you. Um, but it's sad. it's a sad note, man. I mean, it was a fun fight while it lasted, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's just, hey, congrats to Oliveira. He comes, uh, comes back from that uh, fight of the year contender loss to... Um, Yancey Medeiros? Yeah, Medeiros, thank you. I could, yeah. blinked for a second. And yeah, so yeah, Yancey Medeiros gets right back on the winning track. Um, in the middleweight division, hyped top prospect Israel Ooh, Adesanya. Yeah. Defeats Martin Vittori by split decision. Absolutely don't agree. I don't know how you get I don't it. agree with the split decision yeah, I don't agree yeah. with it. But in my mind, this fight opened up my eyes to exactly what type of person beats Adesanya and how much he needs to work on his holes. He looked mm-hmm. absolutely lost on the ground. I know it was stated by the broadcast team, but as soon as it, it, it was obvious, he was just absolutely lost on the ground. And I'm... I'm not sure if this is uh, something that he can fix or shore up in in you know a couple months time. I think that's it's going to be difficult. I think if you look at how easily he was taken to the ground, uh, not easily. He had some good takedown defense, but once he was taken down to the ground, his ability to create scrambles to to work his way back up was real lacking. Real, we're, we're talking like white belt level. It was it was. Yeah. You had made a mention. I won't say what you had said, but you made a mention of somebody who was also on this card tonight. You think would destroy him? 
Oh, I'll say I, it. I, I, I think I, you're right. Yeah, I, I'll give you. I don't want to take your thunder, man. It was a really good point. I was like, wow, yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, shoe face. Absolutely, yeah. Antonio Carlos. Yeah, Antonio Carlos Jr. Shoe face would yeah, absolutely destroy would. him. He would, he would take him down and tap him out in, in a heartbeat, in my opinion. Yeah, eventually so. he's gonna have to fight a Jacare. He's gonna have to fight somebody with a ground game. And you know, look, I think the UFC puts these guys against too tough a contenders too soon. And uh, they put him against uh, Vittori, right? The three fought Vittori. And um, Vittori's a tough kid who took a lot of shots, who hung in there, who was able to to slip a couple of them and land a couple counters of his own and got the fight to the ground. But he is not a top 15 UFC fighter. He's not a top 10. He's not a top five. You get guys with great, great grappling. He's got, I, I mean, he's going to have to fight Yoel Romero if he wants to to even if he worked his way up to a belt and with Whitaker right now Whitaker's got decent uh, wrestling he could take him down and, and he'll ground and pound him out so much like a Francis Ngano this is mixed martial arts you need to be well-rounded you can have your 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 strength and your discipline like could be right strength in his wrestling and his sambo and his top control but he does have enough striking to get in there and not get completely dominated by other strikers plus the threat of a takedown and this that and the other you need to be more well-rounded um his striking is fun and exciting. I love watching him. I just want to see him develop. First, he just needs to, to go back to the camp and just work nonstop on takedown defense and from the from his back against the cage. He was good out in the open where he could get a sprawl off and he could he could push his hips away. But he was he was lacking like little simple things. Um when when Vittori had his back and had his uh, his hands grabbed, he wasn't pushing his hips away. He was leaving his hips in. He was trying to fight two to one, but he wasn't pushing out, you know, to create that space so yeah. he couldn't get under him. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No There's a handful of things that he was missing. Um, so. No, I completely agree. Um, I'm not going to say like the shines off him so much. He's still a top prospect. He's still somebody that you, you definitely bring up. Very slowly, very very slowly, <laughs> very slowly. But very yeah, he. I mean, there's the people that are like ranked around him, include like Shoeface, who would be ranked around him right mm-hmm. now. Um, I think absolutely just destroy him. So at, at this at this right. po- at this point at least at this point. Yeah, um, I'm gonna step away for one second. My uh, recently potty trained uh, toddler needs his uh, help real quick. I apologize. I'll be right back. Oh, Two minutes. oh! Look yes. at that. Sorry. Somebody's Sorry. Try, trying to, okay, I guess somebody's just gonna be daddy now. Go ahead. That's fine. I know what's going on here. I know. Seriously, you think your kid's more important than this? What the hell's wrong with you? This is MMA to the max. You get your ass back here. No, anyways, I was just kidding. Um, hey, well, I'm gonna move on without him. Uh, while he does his thing, daddy issues, I guess. 
Um, opening the main card on Fox, Michelle Waterson defeats Courtney Casey by a very, at least by you know some of the outrage on the internet, controversial decision. I didn't think it was that controversial uh, in the sense that you know it could have gone either way. It just depends on how you scored it. I mean, you can score Courtney Casey's submission attempts, but I mean, do you do you not score Michelle Waterson's defense and top game on 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 the same card? But you know, it's just one of those instances. Um, she gets back on the winning track after uh, losing two in a row. <clears throat> and I don't know. Oh, he's back. Look at him. He's back. I was just talking about the uh I was just talking about the uh the Waterson and Casey decision. Uh very controversial according to the internet. I thought it could have gone either way. What was your take on it? I was glad that Waterson got the decision. Um, but I think that she got the decision because of uneducated judging. Um she was in trouble more often. Watterson was in, in trouble more often than Casey was. Casey was threatening with submissions, had her scrambling a couple times, had her worried about how she's going to get out of it. So, again, just because you're on your back, in my mind, doesn't necessarily mean you're losing the fight. It was close, but I, I would have I, – it was tough for me to score for anyone but Casey. But I could see, I could see why um, Watterson won because she had top control. She had the takedowns. She did okay, but she was being threatened every time she was on top. Yeah, but, I mean, she did land some ground and pound, especially in the first round at the end. She got on top and uh, was landing some elbows. It, it, to me, it all depends on how you score it. I mean, Casey obviously was throwing the harder shots. Watterson mm-hmm. was out-wrestling and out-grappling her aside from the submission attempts, but she was still escaping them and ending up on top and attacking before getting caught again. I mean, it's just it's one of those instances it all depends on how you score the fight. Yeah, like what are you putting more weight on? Exactly. Right? What what are you weighing more heavily? So, effective grappling. I guess they're both kind of effective, right? Mm-hmm. The the attacking from the top position with ground and pound, and the attacking from the bottom with submission attempts. Okay, fairly even. So let's go to the stand up then. The stand up again was was fairly fairly even. More strikes, I believe, were landed by Watterson, but the the more devastating or the harder shots were landed by Casey. It was a really close fight. It was a really, really good fight. I could see how it could be scored either way. Um, but me, I, I just, I, I found that Watterson was in trouble in the second and third round close, uh, to being submitted. She did the right thing. I mean, talk about great jujitsu or good uh, you know, anti jujitsu, if you want to call it that, getting out of it, creating scrambles, getting back in top position. Um, yeah. Yeah, it it's not one of those like, man, the judges got it wrong. It was close, but got it wrong. It was close. I think I think it could easily have gone either way. I wouldn't have been mad, uh, other than I thought I had a good night of my picks last night, <laughs> um, and that one was one that I had picked that way. So, yeah. What's up, Jason Stone? Stones up in the Hyrules. Um Yeah. yeah. No, it, it could have gone either way. Um, let's jump up, jump, or I should say, jump down to another. Uh... Jump up, jump hey. up, and get down. Another, I guess, contentious, uh, very uh, contentious decision in uh, John Moraga defeating Wilson Hayes. I didn't think that it was contentious. A, l- a lot of people scored it for Hayes just because he had the takedowns that he did absolutely nothing with, mm-hmm. while Moraga was just absolutely damaging it on the feet. Yeah, Moraga used his um, distance management as in staying away, right, staying on the outside. And picking Hayes up on the end of his punches and kicks and keeping distance. But when, when Hayes got inside, he was able to grapple. He was able to get him down. 
but wasn't able to do much. Moraga was able to create scrambles to get back up on his feet. Um, yeah, again, do you score a takedown the same as a knockdown? No. Uh, Moraga won that fight. Yeah, I, I thought it was very clear that Moraga mm-hmm. won that fight. Um, maybe in the older days that where, you know, if you take a guy down and hold him down and do nothing, you might get it. I mean, sure, uh, Hayes had the back. He had he, he and he had uh, choke submissions for about or submission attempts. He had he had he had control and back control and was going for the submission for about I don't know forty five seconds to a minute of the fight but of the round. But he was he was getting absolutely destroyed before that. Yeah, and exactly. I, I I'm not sure if you can give a minute minute and a half of control to a guy who just lost the other three and a half minutes. Yeah, unless and, he and dropped again- him. But. Unless he dropped him, but yeah, he he didn't. But it's also like, okay, what what is more what is more devastating, picking picking someone apart with your jab, hitting him with a couple one twos inside leg kicks, or getting your back taken? Getting your back taken is a little bit. It's a dominant position. It's it's a much more dominant position than look. Okay, it's, it's kind of like we talked about with wrestling before, right? Hey, look, if you can't stop me from taking you down, then I'm gonna take you down. Why are you gonna stand back up? You know. Mm-hmm. So if you can't take me down, if you can't get inside, I'm just gonna poke you apart with my jab and land more punches. Then why do I not deserve to win? So it, it's again, how do you weight it? I would weight the back control of Wilson Hayes pretty high, um, but Moraga d- did more than just you know stick and move. He 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 outstruck him. He came in. He came out. I wanted Moraga Wilson to good. win. Moraga looked, Moraga looked really good. The best he's looked in a long time. Yeah, he looked since his really last good. run. I was belt. impressed, yeah. man. He was like a step ahead of Hayes the entire fight. It was yeah. absolutely ridiculous how good he looked. He was quick. His jab was on point. Everything. His combos. Um, yep. His anti jujitsu, as you know, some people like to call it, uh, <laughs> yeah. was on point, man. Especially against somebody Basically like Hayes. So, yeah. Moraga looked good of his own jujitsu. He had his own attacks from um, from sweeps and other things like that too. It was it was. Yeah. It was a good. It was a good he almost, fight. He almost had haste in that guillotine. Yeah, exactly. He had a deep. But according to um, according to who was it? Uh, Dominic Cruz. Wilson was baiting him for that because he knew he would use that to get his takedown. You know and step what? Over uh, real, let's talk about Dominic Cruz real quick. The commentary. I'm usually a fan of Dominic Cruz's commentary, but last night he was absolutely insufferable. Well, how many Elf or how many um, Alliance fighters were on that card last night? Like three or four? Yeah, I think but still, I think that man. had something to do with it. He was absolutely insufferable. I forget what fight was it the uh, uh, the Lauren Mueller and Shayna Dobson fight where he kept talking yeah. about Dobson's throwing this amazing jab. She keeps peppering her with that jab, keeps throwing that jab and keeping her. Mueller was slipping the jab every time, and oh, he yeah. was talking about this great jab that that Dobson was throwing. Yeah, it was a nice jab and technique. But yeah, it was you, a good job. Mueller was slipping it. Yeah, she was slipping her, being just on the outside end of it and barely getting touched, rolling with it. Mueller deserved that decision. That was a great fight on her part. She totally won. Yeah, she definitely won. But it just that's that's when I started listening to Cruz. Yeah. Like, holy shit, dude! Like, were you trying not to be biased because Mueller, you know, is from Alliance or trains with you and all that? But Maybe. I, I I don't know. It, he was he was insufferable last night. It just you know, honestly, just give me. Just give me Rogan and DC, you know. Obviously, obvi- obviously with Anik, obviously with Anik. But I mean, you throwing you throwing Jimmy Smith out the window? Well, no. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about fighters. Fighter guest guest commentary for fighters. Okay. Give, give me DC. I think he's the best, most entertaining gotcha. one because he does. He he's he's entertaining as hell on the mic. I I like Cruz's yeah. commentary style in the sense that he teaches more than you know excites you. But I lo- I love DC on the mic on on the commentary. But absolutely, give me Rogan, Anik, and Smith if we're gonna talk about of all time right there 
Yeah, I, I think uh, as far as being uh, an extra seed in the color, give me DC any day of the week. Paul Felder's good, but Paul Felder's a little too polished. It's I, also I, a little too wooden. Yeah, wooden's probably a better way to put it than polished. He's a little too wooden. Um, I think Cruz is okay for the live event, but I want it, I want him behind the, the desk. I want him analyzing stuff. I would love to have him in between rounds, like breaking down. Hey, this is what he did. This is the angle because that is where he is. Like kind of like kind of like an old school uh, Eddie Bravo type scoring system situation. Exactly. I, I, exactly. Th- I think the Something UFC like should that. bring that back. Yeah, I, I really do. I think MMA as a whole should bring that back. Um, let's talk about real quick before. You know, let's talk about the main event of the uh, UFC on Fox prelims. Yes. The aforementioned shoe face, Antonio Carlos Jr., former heavyweight, former super heavyweight in grappling. He was a big boy. He's a very big boy, fighting at 185, not just his fifth win in a row, third by in a row by rear naked choke, four out of five yep. rear naked choke. The only uh, decision in that t- five-fight uh, win streak is Martin Vittori, who, as you saw in the uh, Adesanya fight, is really tough to put away. He's a really good fighter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just a tough dude. Does exactly mm-hmm. what I thought he was going to do. Tim Bosch, entertaining, something about him I just don't like as a fighter, but he still like brings it when he can, just has no ground game. Shoeface, yeah. Shoeface outstruck him, mm-hmm. took him down with a beautiful takedown. And gets the rear naked choke, man. Thirty seconds left in the fight. It was absolutely dominant, and he's now ten and two with one no contest. Yeah. I, or, is, yeah, no contest. And I, I, I think he's finally realizing the potential everybody saw when he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I think he's finally realizing it. And what I want to touch on is how we were kind of talking about a little bit ago is people with you know a real strong base in one thing, right? One, one, one second, buddy. Um, someone with a real strong base. He wants to talk MMA. In, yeah. Real, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> one second, buddy. Uh, so, Shoeface has got a strength in jiu-jitsu, but he's becoming well-rounded. Someone like a Damian Maya who has great, great strength in jiu-jitsu, one of the best jiu-jitsu guys out there, has one takedown, that single leg. Defend a single leg, you don't get taken down, you beat Maya. Uh, Shoeface has multiple different takedowns from body locks to singles to trips to throws. And his striking as he enters himself in there is even better. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Kids 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 uh bored with his games already, apparently. Um yeah, he, he he needs to get the new um, God of War, and I think that'll keep my three-year-old occupied a little longer. Oh, it's, comes, it's meant for three-year-olds, right? That comes out right before my <laughs> vacation. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I, I, I think Shoeface is starting to really put it together. His He's so well-rounded. His his, his striking is, is coming along very, very nicely, and I mm-hmm. think – I think he's going to cause some damage. I think he's somebody people need to watch out for. I think he's somebody that you know is going to start moving up in the ranks, Eat like and, oh, yeah. and quickly, quickly. So, oh yeah, because again, he, he's smart. It looks like he's been working on his striking, putting his striking together, and in doing so, you know, like the threat of the takedowns is there. They forget about it. They get caught up in throwing punches. They throw a heavy hand. He's decent enough at staying outside, grabbing a single, shooting for a power double or whatever he's got to do to get the fight to the ground. Keep. 
you got to work on the areas you're not good. Keep working on where you're uncomfortable. Yeah. His stand-up is looking better, and that's allowing him to get better entries and better takedowns where he's better than most everybody, which is his jujitsu. Yeah, world-class. Absolutely world-class, obviously. If anybody's seen his, uh, his resume, they, they know that for a fact. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> he's got the grappling pedigree to do it, my man. So uh, let's talk about Brad Tavares. Uh, they call it a TKO. I think Christoph Jocko was knocked out from the initial the initial punch, the initial uh, uh, hook that he uh, landed yes. on him. But yes. he still managed to uh, come through just in time to get pounded on, <laughs> and and give uh, Brad Tavares his first stoppage in years. Yeah, literally, he's got eleven wins in the UFC, and ten of them are by decision. Now he's got twelve in the UFC, and. Ten of them by decision. Yeah, that it's absolutely crazy. When we were talking about this fight, when uh, I was uh, watching this fight and participating in some, uh, you know, some live uh, fight threads, I was telling everybody, "Well, this is about to be a okay. Tavares boring decision because that's what he's known for. He yeah, just, he just doesn't have the power to threaten a, a a stoppage. But come the third round, apparently he just put me in my place." Yeah, no, he knew what he was doing, man. He did a good job of putting him putting him away. Um, his striking has always been good. He's like a good boxer and a point boxer is how he wins his decisions. But he, he – he, man, I was really high on Jocko. I liked him for a while, you know what I mean? But he just yeah. – he's fallen his last three fights now in a row. I don't know. He's got to do something different. He's got to put something together. It's just not working right now. No, I agree. I agree completely. Um, yeah, as a, as a whole, how would you – I know the uh, the bonuses went out to uh, Oliveira, Adam. Uh, I am not even going to try to put his name, say his name, uh, like uh, Weishurik, something like that. I, yeah. I should have I paid. <laughs> I should have paid attention more. That's my bad. Um, yeah, you were pissed off got, at uh, at uh, dude. I don't want to say DC, not DC. Um, Dominic Cruz. Yeah, and uh, fight of the night went to Poria Gaethje as it should have. But I mean, mm-hmm. before that. Watterson Casey was my fight of the night, and before that, you know, you had uh, you had uh, Matthew Lopez and Alejandro Perez that they put on a barn burner for two oh, yeah. rounds. It was absolutely that was amazing, a fun, fun fight. Matthew yep. Lopez almost had that finish in the first round, and Perez comes back, luckily for me, and gets the finish. <laughs> I want to talk about that real quick, man. I know we haven't talked about the uh, the pick'em thing for a long time, but I do have to let this be a lesson to everybody out there. Anybody that's watching, anybody that's going to watch, anybody that's listening, any of that, just let this be a lesson to you. The, the perfect game curse is real. Do not talk about the perfect game. Any baseball fans out there will know that you do. if somebody is on their way to a perfect game, you don't mention perfect game. No, never. I knew that. Bad idea. I thought about it. I said, don't do it. I did it. But did you? Did you? Did you do it, buddy? Did I you? talked about the perfect game. I, 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 right before the main event, I, I started talking about it. I was like, I am 13 and 0. I had eight perfects or perfect picks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, so out of 13 fights so far, I had eight picked correctly. 100%. And I was so confident in Gaethje chopping down those legs and doing his thing, I started talking about the perfect game. <laughs> Jackass. Yeah, exactly. What happened? I lost it. 13 and 1. Don't right. talk about the perfect game. If you haven't learned that from baseball, learn it from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never talk about it. I never even talk about a good night. So what the hell is happening to me here? Maybe I should talk about it and have a reverse jinx for me because, Jesus, it just ain't cutting it from my abilities, man. Man, I just I, – I can't believe I got screwed. Like, I didn't get screwed, obviously. I mean, it's just a fight, but uh, I got – I fucked myself. Gaethje let you down, man. Gaethje let you down. Yep, and I will never root for Gaethje or Poirier again because they ruined my perfect. I've yeah, had one they, perfect. they did it. They did it to you. Yeah. yeah, damn that Poirier didn't want to lose a fight, wants to get a belt and become a millionaire. Poor guy. I owned a jerk. I know. Fuck Poirier. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I've always been a fan of his, man, it, and he's really getting better. He's always that, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Kind of like to see him get that shot at a belt, you know? Yeah. That would be that would be fun. But, well, I don't know. It was a good fight, man. That's Three fights in the UFC for, for Justin Gaethje. Three fight of the nights for Justin Gaethje. Three go down as fight of the year possible candidates for Justin Gaethje. Oh, yeah. That's just that's good Justin Gaethje. <laughs> He's the highlight. He is the human highlight. Real, I feel man. bad. I mean, Habib said it best, man. He's like, a uh, great fighter just needs to use wrestling more. And he absolutely yeah. does. He can still, his style, he can still be entertaining while using his wrestling. He can still use he, his, he can still be entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because think about it. He if if he added that threat of a takedown into his arsenal, oh, that's yeah. gonna open up the, the openings for his hands. Yeah, once people start it, seeing like, oh shit, he's he's taking me down now. It's like, yeah, yeah, use it. Get them to shell up and shoot in for the double. I mean, he could turn the corner on any guy. He could get his arms wrapped around somebody and take him down. He's a great collegiate wrestler. Yeah, he's you know he he's forgetting fifty percent of the game out there. He's just negating it. I'm just gonna stand and bang. Why not take someone down and bang and beat him up a little bit? Get your head cleared a little bit because he doesn't always get wobbled, but he gets rocked a little bit. Take him down, clear your head, get back <laughs> up, beat him up again. Yeah, if he would have done that, if he would have done that uh, in the fourth round when he's getting uh, when he's getting finished, when he's on his way to getting finished, he might have had a chance to survive and maybe kept going to win the fight. Possibly. Yeah, it's possible. But uh, before we move on to uh, UFC Fight Night. Uh, preview for next week you asked me if i watched bellator i didn't quite watch bellator i didn't get all of it but i did see most of it so that's a uh, hey for for all transparency here people i saw what i needed to see for it unfortunately my schedule doesn't allow me to watch as much as i want to nowadays but uh michael chandler defeats yep. brent, brent primus just kidding <laughs> primus pulled out <laughs> i wish yeah right i wish that fight wasn't happening again yeah uh he he basically dom- he dominates Brandon Gertz and gets and gets the finish. Gertz went out completely cold from the uh, head oh, yeah. triangle. Um, what do you think about Chandler's performance? And does this excite you more for his rematch with Brent Primus, or just you're still yeah. the same? 
no, I'm excited to see that because I believe he he was going to beat Primus the first time they fought until he whatever happened to his ankle. But I think Big John pointed it out during that fight. Like he stepped out and he rolled on that ankle again. It's like I wonder if he's still not completely completely got that ankle all the way back because he seemed to roll over it on again and it seemed a little tender. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. Like if so, if I'm Primus, uh, Primus, Primus, whatever the fuck his name is, I'm going to target that left calf. I'm going to left calf kick him all day long, all day long. That's all I'm going to do because that's his power for his, his takedown too, is he's shooting off that front left foot. You know, that's where he's getting his power for his punches. Just, just I'm going to beat that thing up. And I, I have a feeling if he does that, which he should, he might keep his belt. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, at least it would be a legit way to win. Unlike last time, but yeah, last time is, I don't even know if it was a calf kick or what it was, but something jacked up his ankle. He rolled on it again, did something, but it was looking as limp and nasty as um, Varner's last fight in the UFC. I was going to say as limp as nasty as what your wife sees every night. It's not long enough to really call it limp. <laughs> you know. There's length issues that don't allow that to be the actual term. What would you think about AJ McKee's walkout? Yeah, I don't know. If he, yeah, he did the Friday thirteenth. He wore the he wore the Jason Voorhees mask. It was, it was Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, it was I mean, interesting man. Yeah, that that guy. How topical of him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I would have had time uh, time off to be able to play the Friday thirteenth game on Friday thirteenth. But yeah, uh, AJ McKee is just so much better than his father, and that, that that's no disrespect to his father, no, but AJ McKee is a star, man, and they really need to put him and James Gallagher together. They really need yes. to put the, that fight together. Stop talking about it. Just do it. That's Bellator's MO. They talk about these these fights happening and they never do. Um, how many times we we heard that daily MVP was going to happen and it's Ugh. never happened. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Which is good, though, because it gets, we're talking about it. We don't talk a lot about um, you know Bellator, but it's something we're talking about and excited about so that they're doing their job in that aspect. And they, but they have to deliver, you know. You can't, you can't always be sitting there talking about how you're going to take care of us in a certain way and then never do them. We just stop believing you will. I agree. I think they need you to know? learn from the UFC's past mistakes of, you know, don't wait too long, strike while the iron is hot. You know, we, yeah, we, we, lost, the hot. G, we lost the GSP Anderson Silva super fight because they waited too fucking long. So well, G, GSP also said he was never going to fight at middleweight, and Anderson uh, was too big to go down to Walter weight. They could have met a catch weight of like 180. I mean, it's possible. They could have done it. That's pot. Yeah, maybe 180. They could have done something like that. Or this was also pre-money fight days where they were really dropping money to get people to fight, and which seems like what they're doing now. Because hopefully Ayakinta got paid a shit ton of money to take that fight. <laughs> You'd have to pay me a million dollars to fight Khabib. Have yep. you seen what, did you see what he did to, to Barbosa? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no shit, yeah, dude. No shit. <laughs> So let's uh, hey, let's move on real quick. Let's we're not gonna make this a super dragged out, super long episode for everybody. You know, let's you know talk what we need to talk. But uh, next week, another good card, a, another really stacked card in my opinion. Absolutely stacked in terms of talent and excitement. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, next week uh, for everybody that I believe it's on Fox Sports One. I'm almost positive. Pretty sure it's a Fox Sports One fight. It is, yeah. it is FS1. Edson Barbosa, fresh off of his mauling of the uh, by the uh, current champ Habib Nurmagomedov, taking on Kevin Lee, fresh off of his uh, 
interim championship loss, title fight loss to uh, Tony Ferguson. So, oh, I thought you were going to say the staff infection. Yeah, that, you weren't going to give Tony his credit. Well, I mean, I mean, the staff <laughs> infection Tony hater? had to have hell. It, I'm not a Tony hater, man, but the Tony staff. Hater. The staff. I mean, he dominated Tony before gassing out. Maybe that was a game plan, bro. Hey, let's let this guy come in here. He fires yeah, off well, hard. I'm well, Tony. We I'll talked about Ferguson. that when we reviewed that 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 show. We 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 already talked about that. But this is a. If you'd like to hear more about that fight, please go back to <laughs> whatever episode that episode, fucking was because I don't was. remember. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, main event Barbosa versus Lee, absolutely phenomenal main event, phenomenal matchmaking. Yes, I'm hundred percent in the corner of Kevin Lee on this fight. Yeah, so am I. He Kevin Lee is a great wrestler, but the sad thing is, is against a guy like Khabib, um, it looked like Barbosa doesn't have takedown defense, but he does. He's got really, he really good takedown defense. Really good takedown defense. Training with guys like Frankie Edgar every day. You know, you, you get good at it. You don't. You can't help that. Um, but I think Kevin Lee is the younger, fresher. His momentum, other than the, the loss against Ferguson, is moving up. And Barbosa is a bit more of a roller coaster. Um, I see this fight going to the ground and Barbosa getting submitted. Yeah, yeah. I think Lee's going to press the pace a little more than Barbo or than uh, Habib. I think. Habib just wanted to uh, maul him. He wasn't really going for submissions. I think he had right. a, a ton of opportunities. But, uh, yeah, I, I I think Lee, Lee especially with being a five-round fight, I think Lee has cardio, uh, the Ferguson fight notwithstanding. And mm-hmm. I do think that Lee's going to pressure the hell out of him because that's how you beat Barbosa is pressure. And, yeah, Lee, I agree with Lee getting the, uh, the takedown and the submission. I'm calling a rear naked choke, I think, in the fourth round. Wow, you're calling it exactly. <laughs> I am calling it exactly, and that's going to be my pick. Yeah, all on right. the uh, UFC pick them. Just so everybody that is in the in the uh, fantasy league, that is my pick. Lee fourth round submission, but even more than that, we're a naked choke. Yeah, but uh, you mentioned Frank Yeager. Speaking of Yeager, speaking of quick turnaround to take a rematch with Cub Swanson. I mean, he's coming. He just got knocked out by uh, Brian Ortega. And he's making a quick turnaround. Uh, obviously, Swanson's somebody that he's already defeated very handedly, mm-hmm. but he's still a yeah. power puncher, man. And and is Edgar recovered enough? That's what I'm concerned about because it, it, he's going to get peppered with volume from a guy like uh, Swanson. So who knows what his head can take? You know what I mean? I agree, man. I agree. I'm 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 still going to pick Frankie because unless it's extreme circumstances, you just don't pick against Frankie Edgar. Unless he's fighting a yeah, unless he's fighting he's an up and coming top prospect, apparently. But Cub Swanson, does he do it like that or does he do it? Cub I don't know. I'm not good at gang signs. It's not that really is, my. That is text. not Cub Swanson though. Cub Swanson to me, no. Is, I like Cub Swanson a lot. I'm a big fan of his, but he's past his prime. And correct, he's not an up and coming guy. And I think Edgar still manhandles him, and especially with three rounds, I I think it's. I mean, he finished. Frankie takes him down and smashes him for three rounds. I'm going to agree with you. I'm a big Cubby fan. Love that guy. Since the WEC days, I don't know if you ever mentioned that we're big fans of the (laughs) WEC or not. Uh, But yeah, he is a fun fighter, good fighter, a lot of volume, uh, not a ton of power, a lot of volume, and and gets you with punches and bunches. Um, But that does worry me because he's pretty accurate. And if Frankie is still concussed and he's a little bit lighter on his feet than he needs to be, so to speak, um, he could get hurt. Yeah, I agree. Um, Completely agree. 
Also on the main card in bantamweight action, Aljamain Sterling, fresh off of his dab yeah. knockout loss uh, to Marlon Marais. <laughs> yeah, we all remember when he got knocked out, he went down dabbing. It was it was actually dabbing. it was pretty hilarious, dabbing. and and Sterling had a, a a nice sense of humor about everything. Um, yeah, he did. He is trying to stop the momentum of another top prospect here in Brett Johns, fresh off of his mm-hmm. calf slicer submission victory over Joe Soto. Oh, so pretty. It, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And it was quick, too. But, it was like 30 seconds, if that. What, what I like about this is they're both pretty well-rounded fighters. Aljo's got really good, really fun jiu-jitsu. A lot of scrambles, a lot of capitalizing in transitions. Um, he's got good wrestling for the takedowns. Uh, Brett Johns is just all around well-rounded. He's got good hands. He's got good movement. Obviously, going for calf slicer against a guy like Joe Soto so quickly shows that he's well versed in his jujitsu. It's going to be a fun fight. It looks like people are picking uh, Sterling. I'm taking Roberts via decision. Roberts? You mean you mean Johns? Uh, sorry, Brett Johns. Are you I looking at a different fight right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I looked at something else and yeah. that threw me off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's all right. But, uh, it Brett Johns, yeah, I, I think I'm absolutely taking Brett Johns. I think he's like the the, the biggest hope for the Welsh to have a champion. And especially <laughs> the only hope right now. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's he's the great Welsh hope. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm taking Brett Johns. I I don't know. I don't think he's going to finish Sterling, but I think he's going to do no. enough to get a decision. I I think so too. I think they're going to get in exchanges. I think Brett is going to be comfortable fighting wherever Aljo wants it to go, and he's going to show that he's that much better. He's going to be a step ahead of him. So if Aljo's keeping it on the feet, then he's going to stay on the feet and he'll piece him up. If Aljo goes for a takedown. He'll do his counter, his wrestling, his counter jujitsu, whatever, and show that he's one step above Aljo. But it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. I don't see it being a boring fight. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, it's going to be entertaining as hell. Um, real quick though, uh, on the preliminary card on UFC Fight Pass, I want to, I just, I want to talk about this. Ricky Simon is making his UFC debut. For anybody that doesn't know, Ricky Simon is. Well, I guess now would be the uh, the former lightweight champion of uh, the LFA Legacy Fighting Fighting Alliance. Mm-hmm. He did, he he won his last fight in March, March twenty third, uh, at L- LFA thirty six. I think it was actually at at Morongo, like which is yeah, uh, right around was the corner. Yeah, right around the yep. corner. Uh, well, not around the corner, but local in a sense. Good for him. Happy for him. What the fuck? Why haven't they signed Shorty? <laughs> he makes a good point. Shorty is a 25-30, you know, really he's a 25-er. Yeah, and they don't have a lot of interest in it, which is stupid because he is one of the greatest fighters out there and he's not getting his due. Not just because we're uh, he's been on our show, but we were fans of Shorty's before he ever got on the show, before we ever had the show, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's just disappointing when you see that kind of stuff. Again, Ricky Simons, hats off to him. He's he's earned it. He's done a good job to, to get his, his shot, but... Um, it should be a good fight, which I I have him I have him stopping uh, Devashli or Murbab, whatever the frick yeah, his name is. Mur, Mur, I think it's Murav Devashli. I I can't remember, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he stopped. I think it's a great fight. I think it's a great fight. I think it's a fight they might want to think about moving up to the FS1 show because I think it's going to be uh, a contender for fight of the night, in my opinion. It should be. It'll be a good one. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You look like you. Uh, I know you got daddy issues that you got to oh, deal no. with. I'm I'm good. <laughs> You're I'm good now, good, buddy. 
You good yeah. now? You good now? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I want to go back to the beginning of the podcast, man. This uh, Silesian Space Dust is a fine IPA. You must get yourself some. Is it, it Broken is Skull IPA, like, fine, or? It's up there. It's definitely up there with the with the better IPAs. It's really good. I find Broken Skull to be the best IPA on the market, uh, in my opinion. Um, is it better than the Piney the Elder yet? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little bit better than Piney the Elder. It's a good one. Um, my two favorites right now are going to be the, the Stone Brewery Company Ruination 2.0. That one is that that one's it's a full bodied beer, but you can drink it. Unfortunately, you can drink that one. Um, and then the Green Flash Imperial IPA, uh, but I know they were recently bought out by one of the larger brewers, so I don't know what that's going to do. Hopefully, it doesn't change any other sourcing. You for... are a slave to your habits. You will like never IPAs. give up. On, I know, but you will never give up on your Stone or the the, the same no. brands, same companies you've been drinking for years. No, I mean. I was a uh, you have Sierra to try Nevada the, pale you have, ale guy you have for a long to, time. You have to try the Garage Brewing Company's Hatch IPA, Hatch Chili IPA. You have to try it. I'll it, give it a shot, man. You should. It's not going to hurt. It's got a little bit of a kick. It will. As long as it's not clown shoes. <sighs> that was the worst. <laughs> that was absolutely worst. Best thing I've ever done with that is just pour it out. Pour it out. I can't believe you poured out the whole thing. Yeah, it was um, like a $10 bottle. And it's just like, nope, yeah. gone. Out, gone. We want to spend a minute. If there's any more fan questions, we can answer real quick uh, from the get go from Marcy Franklin. Off topic, but Megan Anderson has a fight. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Megan Anderson is uh scheduled to fight Holly Holm at in featherweight action, which is surprising in my mind because i thought they were you know obviously they were talking about megan anderson fighting cyborg um and because they can't find anybody to fight cyborg for the most part um yeah i i like like it or not i i I like it because it it actually sets a number one contender fight for cyborg i mean holly holm did very well against cyborg she did the best anyone's ever done in mma against her but let's let's not let's (laughs) let's not like Let's not you know joke around here or fuck fuck around. Cyborg clearly won the fight, but oh, uh, hands down, yeah, hands down. Um, I, I I like the fight, but at the same time I don't because Megan's gonna lose. Yes, I I think Holly Holm's going to box her up. I yes. I really do, and I'm a big fan of Megan, and I hate to say that, but. This this is not a good fight for her. This is a bad fight uh, for Megan to take. Um, and I I mean it's going to set up Holm versus Cyborg too. So that's what it is going to do. But what I like about it is it's actually a fight at uh, featherweight, the women's featherweight division. That's not Cyborg defending a belt. That is a very good point. Because and honestly, so, and I. I still want. I, I know they they scheduled the fight of a Nunez versus Pennington for the title. I completely disagree with doing that. I wanted Cyborg and Nunez. Well, yeah, because finally Cyborg is going to face someone who hits as hard as she does. Exactly, and can slide and actually slide with and roll with the punches and come back with really good counters in Nunez. I don't know why they did that. I mean, there was a, some talk there at the beginning of the year of like all these champ versus champ fights being set up. 
and then they're only doing the one, which is fine. I'm happy with that. But it's like, why why wouldn't you do that fight? Because there's nothing against Pennington, but I, I don't think she wins this fight. I don't think she makes it out of the third round. I'm not even sure she makes it out of the honest. first round, to be honest. I mean, maybe yeah. if she maybe if she uh like hadn't been out for over a y- two years. I think it's been about two yeah. years. Um, it's, it's from the car accident. It's been plus a days, yeah. I think her last fight was the Misha Tate fight, which was mm-hmm. the first, uh, which is UFC, what, 205? Yeah, something like that way back when. Yeah, it was the first event in New York. She lost on the preliminary card on the uh, the Fox Sports 1 cards. Yep. Um, you know, when Connor won his double titles. That's the last time Pennington fought, when when Connor defeated Eddie Alvarez. The last, the last time Connor McGregor fought in the UFC was the last time Pennington, Pennington fought in the fought. UFC. So, hey, well, <laughs> like, Pennington's got something up on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. She's gonna fight sooner, and, and she's not throwing hand trucks through or hand dollies, whatever you want to call them, through freaking oh, bus Jesus, windows either. Jesus, I can't believe that, man. I still can't believe that. By the way, no. hey, by the way, everybody, for anybody that doesn't know, hey, just saw this right now, thirty minutes a day. Um, Professional Fighters League is launching true sport format. Basically, Professional Fighters League is launching officially tomorrow, according to this press release I just saw. Oh, it's the official, huh? Yeah, something. It's something about it. I'm, I'm looking huh. it up, man. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to them. OSP got a fight booked against Tyson Pedro for Singapore. OSP wins that fight. Unless Pedro cracks him, as we saw with Leard Latifi. Yeah, I, I knew Latifi was a little shopworn there. But um, I think – I don't know, man. OSP is so up and down. He's fun to watch. I think – he he gets guys who don't have a, a big name yet, and he usually deals with them pretty well. But after that, he falls off the radar. Well, let's uh, let's throw some controversy in this episode real quick. We haven't really what? gone quite long enough, so let's throw some controversy up in here real quick. Tyron Woodley, welterweight champion. I'm sure you know where I'm going with it with this. If you've uh, oh, if you read no the idea. news, he was asked about Conor McGregor and his antics. This was his quote. Nobody else, black, white, green, purple, I don't care who you are. If you're not Conor McGregor and you did that, you're getting the pink slip. Agree or disagree? Oh, well, gee, I don't know. The UFC has shown leniency towards people when they do stuff that they don't like that are just regular average fighters or maybe even top 10 fighters. I mean, look at what they did to Paul Daly. They were very understanding of him and his emotions. Jason Hyde, well, they were like, hey, guys. Illegal, though. That was completely illegal. And, and, I completely and, and, and get and it. sanctioned, yeah. No, he's 100% right. I don't like to agree with T. Wood. I think he's always been a fun foil of mine, even though he doesn't realize it yet. I like to <laughs> call him the boring, most boring fighter in the UFC and say he's inactive, but in reality, none of those things are really true. Just his last few fights have been boring. Um, I agree with him. Anybody else would be – think about it, man. Just, just think about if, if – I don't know. I'm just trying to think of somebody who's got a decent high up to him. Shoeface did that, right? A great fighter been around. Well, he got mad and he threw a, a dolly through a window. He'd get his walking papers. Oh, absolutely agree. Absolutely. It, it, other other champs. If if um, I don't know. Let's let's say that um, I don't know. Not Khabib, maybe, but um, DC. Uh, I can't picture anybody. I can't picture anybody else being that fucking stupid. The thing yeah, that but but just the just the idea that, that yeah. Just, I mean, what Woodley's saying is like you know because. You know, Woodley speaks on topics, and people, you know, say that's a race. He's, you know, he's racist. You know, because yeah. Woodley's always like, I think it's a race thing. You know, they promote these these blonde, 
prepared blue-eyed guys more than they promote people of color. I don't think it's intentional, but I kind of agree with that statement that he's doing because they've been prone to promoting the wrong people. I mean, Francis Ngannou aside. But yeah. for the most part, I mean, they barely promoted Anderson Silva. Like, they, they, oh, he's the greatest of all time, but they barely promoted him. But they promoted the shit out of GSP. But I don't think it's intentional. I could see his point. But he does make a great point here where he says, you know, if there's anybody but Connor, you'd be fucking fired. No, he's 100% right. Um, Keith makes the point here that he thinks a guy like GSP could be Brock Lesnar. Okay, but I, th- I still think that's more to the point that, that he was making. You've got to be this blue-chip, megastar person that brings in lots and lots of money, and you can get away with anything. It's money makes rules. The more money you got, the more you can do, right? The more you can get away with. Yeah, but more money, more problems, too. So, <laughs> You tell him, P. Diddy. <laughs> you know so apparently my uh my comments are like lacking on my on the on the on the stream thing so i'm going to have to go to our page our actual view to actually see them yeah okay. yeah that's that's the way i do it because it comes up way quicker that way uh but, keith Schoen yeah. said i was kicked out of our pick'em league because of uh <laughs> i absolutely crushed it i love it yeah yeah um <laughs> um gsp doesn't get he disagrees gsp doesn't get the boot Habib and Brock don't either. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, I, I get, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Habib and Brock don't. I mean, it all depends on the star, the star power, I guess. So yeah, if you're a, if you were a big star, you don't get the boot. But I still think that you know any other employer, you absolutely do get the boot. But yeah, you make a good point, Keith. I, I I will rescind that statement of Green with Woodley on that point. Yeah. Of the color situation, I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah, no, that that's but that's just the point is. Yeah. They they could give Connor the boot, not that Bellator, Bellator could afford him, but he could become his own promoter, or if Bellator could afford him, so they're just they're just giving away, they're giving millions of dollars to somebody else. Yeah. And that's why they wouldn't do it. Yeah, and then um, you get back to the same point with with, with Rousey. I think that. T Wood was saying anybody other than Connor, but I think he was being okay. Those who are active fighters now, so you can take GSP, Brock Lesnar out of the picture. Um, Khabib out of you know he would be the only one who's active right now. It in yeah of these mega stars who would either give somebody else or themselves millions and millions of dollars. You can get away with it if you're just a if you're just a regular top ten fighter, then you're you're yeah. getting the boot. You're done. And, right, and I so, don't think yeah, Connor no, should get the boot. Yeah, but. Keith says Ronda Rousey wouldn't get booted either. And you know what? I, th- I Okay, so he's absolutely right. I think what the thing is, is I think Tyron might have said that about the color thing, that to try to get people to try to be like, no, this isn't me trying to be racist. I don't care what color, Correct. color you are. If you're, any, you know, but at the same time, what Keith's saying is absolutely, yeah, these people wouldn't get booted. So, hey, I rescind my statement, man. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, it just depends on your star level. While I disagree with that, I think that those type of antics, you should be setting an example as a promotion company. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I rescind my yeah. statements. So. Yeah. No, that that's what T Wood was saying. That's why he he brought race into it just to to let everyone know that <laughs> hey, look, it's not about race. Yeah. That's all. And Jeremiah Deskins of the uh, the great hardcore MMA show. Everybody, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It says uh. If Woodley would have thrown a dolly through a bus window full of professional athletes, he would be arrested on the spot. <laughs> no, he probably would be shot. And 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We can get into this whole Speaking of getting race boot, topic did, did, and race says, war and all that stuff. Speaking of getting stuff, the boot, did I mention you were booted out of the Fantasy League? Why? Because I did so well? <laughs> um, I think I don't think T-Wood would have ever had the chance to actually release the dolly. I think he would have just danced around holding the dolly, maintaining distance, and was back up against the cage. That's what, that's what T-Wood would have done. He never would have thrown it. Yeah, he, he, he would have held it and just yeah, stood held, there while the, bus, kept, while the bus kind of like kept back yeah. going forward and backing up. That's right. He'd keep his distance and he'd keep his back to the whatever wall or fence was around, and that's how he'd handle it. Not 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 striking. You know, if the bus didn't move forward, he wouldn't counter. <laughs> Ooh, that's a burn against T Wood there. <laughs> I don't know. I really do like T Wood and I respect him, but I just love to break his balls unbeknownst to him. Mm. By the so, way, that yes, that is water now. I do have a job I have to prepare for uh tomorrow. So I enjoyed my beer while I drank it, but I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, you should try it sometimes. You can alleviate yourself of a lot of responsibility. It works. Yeah, I I, I try to alleviate all the responsibility as much as possible. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, yes, I still have to do it. Yeah, I feel you, buddy. Well, uh, on that note, I mean, it's it's been about an hour, a little over an hour. Anyways, um. Joe, I th- I think we've covered everything we need to cover. Uh, These new shirts we're wearing. Oh yeah. If anybody's interested in them, it would be great if they could uh, let us drop know. us a line here. Yeah, let us know. Joe, do we'll you think you, do you think you get the back in the uh, camera if you stood up? You're in a little more accessible area than I am. Oh yeah. Let me try to move this a little bit here. Uh, you know what? They're shirts. We made them for ourselves. We loved if people would buy them and wear them to. Uh, support and uh get the name out there for the show if you don't that's fine but uh you know it's pretty cool i mean you it, it basically as you can see right there you got the mma max logo with the facebook link right there facebook.com forward slash mma the max and when he turns around and bends down a little bit perfect mischief mayhem alcohol mma right down the uh left side of the shirt it, that was purposely done, and yes, it was purposely lifted from Fight Club's Mischief Mayhem Soap tagline. <laughs> so, you know, I, I will not apologize for uh, ripping off Fight Club on that one. It Your worked, obvious thievery. Yeah, it, it worked out perfectly. Um, yeah, if you want to support it, support us and buy it, that's fine. If you don't want to buy it and support us still by watching the show or sharing, whatever, that's fine. But, you know what? We made them. We're gonna get made them. We're gonna get more made for anybody that wants them. Um, let mm-hmm. us know. We'll get you prices. It's not gonna be very expensive. But uh, no. anyways, I think we're done here, Joe. I think so. Social media. Social media. If you'd like to get a hold of me on Twitter, it is Joe Hud forty five on Twitter. Joe Hud forty five on Twitter. And Instagram, you can get a hold of me at MMA to the Max Joe. And as always, the two is the number two. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, well, just checking. Just checking. Me... <laughs> yep. Yep. It is the number two. MMA two the max. To the max. Like two. like Ghostbusters two with uh yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at it's Rock Robster. Find me on Instagram at MMA to the Max Rob. As always. Find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash MMA to the Max podcast. 
Find the show on Twitter, as you can see on the screen, at MMA to the Max Show. We'll always be talking about the shows, tweeting about what's what have you, whatever we got to do. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. I've been pretty lazy lately. That's on me. I've been working a lot of hours. As always, find our show at w2mnet.com. That is w2mnet.com for all of your sports, wrestling, movies, and entertainment needs. Um, check out all these great groups that we support and we share and listen to. Check out mmatakeover.com. Check out MMA Freaks Group. MMA Takeover also has its own group. Check out the Hardcore MMA Show and the Hardcore MMA Group. Check out craftbrewedsports.com and the Craft Brewed Sports Group. That is a great show as well. I want to thank the Loaded Joe's po- MMA Podcast and the Loaded Joe's MMA Podcast Group, specifically Blake Stevenson for everything he's done. I will say that on every episode. He's helped mm-hmm. that show out a lot. Uh, anyways, yeah, as always, I think we're done. So, Yes, sir. We'll... By the way, uh, I'll be in Disneyland next week for the fights, like while the fights are going on uh, for the weekend. So I won't watch them until I get back. I'll be on vacation, though, so we'll be recording Monday night. Boom. Monday evening. Check it out, everybody. I don't know what they, day that is. What is it, 14th? Tomorrow's the 15th. So 16th. 22nd, right? There you go. Good <laughs> yeah, math. 22nd, the, uh, Monday the 22nd. Anyways, that's it. Hey. No, it's 23rd. Is it? Okay, whatever. Well, this has been (laughs) MMA to the Max. For my co-host Joe Hudson, I am Robert Taylor. We'll see you next week. See ya! W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.